Lord. Amen, amen. Praise God. In the Old Testament, uh, this morning, the book of First Chronicles. We don't often turn to First Chronicles, but there's a passage uh, that David speaks that uh, has to do with a king. Now, David is a king himself, but he's exalting the Lord God, who is king. And the promise of the Lord that there would be someone of David's lineage on the throne forever. And that's fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And I thank the Lord that we're able to put our trust in the God who has that kind of power and brings forth that blessing as well. Verse 9 in First Chronicles 29 reads, Then the people rejoiced for that they offered willingly because with perfect heart they offered willingly to the Lord, and David the king also rejoiced with great joy. And uh, that verse kind of makes me think of your giving, especially to Christmas for Christ. Verse 10, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation, and David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power, and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. Praise God. I like the way he's being inclusive here. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Praise God. Amen. You hear some of those phrases echoed in the, pray the prayer that the Lord taught us. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. And thank the Lord that we know we can be in his kingdom. Kingdom is, uh, uh, is what I want to focus on here. Uh, it's quite a, quite a topic, but uh, we'll touch on some of it here, especially that we know Jesus is Lord and King. Amen. You can be seated. God bless you so much. Royalty has been in the news, uh, at least as far as England is concerned, Great Britain, uh, in the last few months, the passing of the Queen and the King uh, being um, installed, I guess, or you can call it that. I'm not sure what the term is there, but uh, crowned, I guess. The King is crowned. And uh, so that's that's a little bit different uh, from our style of government. In fact, we had a revolution a few years back. And we didn't want a king. <laughs> didn't want to be under George and so on. But I'm thankful that we can welcome the Lord as king in our lives and, uh, and make that commitment and make that assurance and uh, provide uh, for that relationship again and again. Amen. David and his kingdom got off to kind of a rocky start. Samuel anointed him, um, but there was no throne. And uh, uh, yet there were victories. Goliath uh, lying dead and uh, uh, done away with, and uh, all, actually all of the Philistines uh, put to flight uh, because of that young man, David, who was committed to the Lord. And, uh, and yet, Saul, the preceding king, was throwing spears at him. Instead of compliments and insurance and, and uh, well wishes, 
javelins were flying through the air. And then when David finally got on the throne, he was chased out of Jerusalem by the forces of Absalom, who led a rebellion. So it, it, um, it really does help us to understand some of the psalms that David wrote and how he relied upon the Lord, how he called upon God, and how he believed that the Lord was going to deliver him and provide for him. And finally, he occupied the throne, and then he wanted to build a temple for the Lord God. But the task was not given to David. Instead, it was given to his son Solomon. That didn't deter David. That, that made him even more determined that a temple was going to be built. And he began to prepare. In fact, he uh, says in verse 2 of this chapter that we read, he said, I have prepared with all my might for the house of God. He knew that giving was to be an important part of the construction of the house of the Lord. I have given to the house of my God over and above, he declared. And he didn't do it grudgingly. You notice how we read, they gave willingly, and they rejoiced with it. And David rejoiced with great joy. Praise God, because they knew who they were exalting. It wasn't some idol, it wasn't some piece of wood or stone or metal. They were exalting the Lord who can hear. They were exalting the Lord who could see. They were exalting the one who could speak, the one who could heal, the one who could deliver, the one who could answer prayer. And thank God that's who we call upon. That's who we honor. That's who we acknowledge. Praise God. And I like the way David said it, the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty are yours, Lord, and you are head above all. Praise God. That's where he belongs. Amen. And thank God we can make him the king of our lives and of our hearts individually, even though there may be those who are serving another idol, another God, another um, priority in their lives. I'm thankful we can say, Lord, you are my king. Thine is the kingdom. David praised the Lord. He said, riches and honor come of thee, and in thy hand is power and might, and you make great, and you reign over all. You give strength to all. He could emphasize all of these aspects of the greatness of God because he had experienced them. He had known them firsthand over his reign of 40 years as being king over Israel. He understood how the Lord was going to establish him and establish his kingdom. And so worship is what he could give to the Lord and what he could in encourage the congregation to do. Now bless the Lord your God, he declared. Amen. It wasn't something that was required on a threat of death or anything like that. No, the congregation willingly gave and willingly offered their worship unto the Lord. Praise God. And he, David encouraged them to eat and drink before the Lord. This day is great gladness. I'm thankful that's how we can serve God. Amen. I'm thankful for the power of the Lord and the blessing that can come forth. And know that God's kingdom and power is not going to be thwarted, not going to be defeated, not going to be torn down. You read the end of the book, and you know it's going to be victorious. It's going to be forever. It's everlasting. Praise God. But think about the components of a kingdom. What makes up a kingdom? What is required in order for there to be a kingdom? We, uh, we recognize there were wise men from the east 
who were making their journey uh, to Bethlehem, going to, uh, well, first they went to Jerusalem because they felt like that's where the, uh, where the king would be. And they inquired, where is he that is born king of the Jews? We've seen his star in the east and we've come to worship him. Well, that upset King Herod. He didn't want any competition. He didn't want anybody to be taking his throne. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, that's the attitude of a lot of people today. I'm in charge. I'm the one who is going to call the shots. I'm the one. And, and uh, they completely ignore the promises and the power of the Lord. Well, I'm thankful that those wise men did not let anything stop them. And they went to the place where Jesus was and offered their gifts, offered their worship, offered their praise unto the Lord. Thank God for that power and that goodness. Herod and his dynasty needed to give place to the divinity of Jesus, but he wasn't having anything to do with it. In fact, he had children, uh, all children in that area, that region, who were under the age of two to be slaughtered. Now, there would be a lot of people who might say, why did God allow that? God didn't do that. It was King Herod. The Lord gets the blame for a lot of things that evil men have done. Gets a lot of, you know, there are people that worship Mother Earth and worship nature and, all, and thank God for all the beauty that the Lord has made. But there's no mercy there. None at all. No mercy. And an avalanche will come down and bury whoever is in the way. There's no mercy. And uh, we, we rejoice that, that Mike was delivered uh, from uh, a night in, uh, in the woods when it would, got down as low as five degrees. And uh, we know it could have ended so differently, but God, but God took care of him. Praise God. Amen. Did that weather warm up because they thought, oh my, here, here's Mike, he's a good guy, and uh, we, and we need to cut him a break. No, the weather didn't do that. But God stepped in. God took care of him. Amen. No matter what national or natural disaster takes place, God gets the blame. Oh, I'm thankful we can give him the praise. I'm thankful we can give him the glory. I'm thankful we could lift him up. Praise God. Pilate would later ask the Lord, Art thou the king of the Jews? And he presented the Lord, who was bruised and bloody, and uh, said, Behold your king. Their answer was, We have no king but Caesar. How much better it is to make Jesus the king over all. How much better it is to put him upon the throne of your heart, your life, your mind, to where the Lord is in charge. See, Ecclesiastes 8 and 4 lets us know where the word of a king is, there is power. The king has power to make decrees and, and make demands and, and set forth his rule and his order. But I'm thankful the Lord used his word to cleanse lepers. Praise God. He used his word to forgive sinners, to heal the lame, to open blind eyes, to raise the dead. Oh, where the word of a king is, there is power. And Jesus exemplified that to a great degree. And I'm thankful he does it yet today. 
I'm thankful his word comes forth and he is able to do great things because of the power that he has in his word. It's no wonder the apostle Paul wrote about him and called him the blessed and only potentate, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm thankful we can join in with that recognition. We can join in with that praise. Yes, he is the only potentate. He is the only king of kings and Lord of lords. And I'm thankful he sits upon the throne of my heart and my life. Amen. John saw him and wrote about him in Revelation that, that he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The great and final victory over the forces of evil are going to take place. It is going to happen. And I'm thankful for the power of the Lord because he has dominion. That's an important part of a kingdom. Romans 6 and 9. Let me just share a few verses here about this idea of dominion. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. Praise God. And he would rattle the keys of death and hell and say the devil is powerless. I've destroyed his works. And I have the keys of death and hell in the grave. And thank God that's who we can put our trust in and know that he's going to provide and bless. Ephesians 1 and 21 says he is far above all principality and power and might and dominion. The list goes on almost like David included in his list. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Thank God for the power of the name of Jesus Christ to remit every sin, to deliver from the devil, to bring us into a place of salvation. No wonder we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ, because that is the the name of power. That is the name of glory. That is the name of strength. Thank God. Jude verse 25 says, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad we can stamp it with an amen. So be it. That's the way it is. It's not going to be changed. It's not going to be altered. It's not going to be different. Thank God we know his his power and his dominion his majesty and his glory and that could dwell within our hearts and our minds and we know how God is going to bring forth the results we know how God is going to bring forth the difference now the devil wants dominion he's not going to stop he's not going to hold back he's going to try to take dominion in every aspect and in every way but I'm thankful the power of the Lord is so great and so wonderful. Remember the story of the Queen of Sheba hearing about Solomon? And uh, she wanted to go and see the kingdom for herself. She wanted to hear his wisdom on her own. Thank God. There are those who want to know for themselves. Those who want to have the experience for themselves. Amen. Not sin. You know, I don't have to taste the dregs of this world just so I can understand what it feels like to be high and all of that sort of thing. No, I'm, I'm glad I can rejoice in the Lord and experience his power for myself, his salvation for myself, his glory for myself. But the queen of Sheba came and saw all that took place in Solomon's kingdom, and she said, it's double what I heard. 
I only heard half of what your kingdom is like. And it's so much greater, so much more powerful, so much more wonderful. Thank God when we step into the presence of Jesus Christ, when we come to know his power and his glory, when we give him control of our lives and we make the surrender and the dedication and the consecration of the Lord for ourselves, there's so much more that he opens up for us. There's so much more that he gives to us, so much more that we can experience. Praise God. She said, happy are all your men. Happy are all your servants. He made you king. The Lord made you king because he loved Israel. It's amazing that she had those kinds of insights. Amazing that she had that kind of recognition of what the Lord had done in bringing about Solomon, David's son, upon the throne. But the Lord would declare later on, a greater than Solomon is here. Oh, I'm thankful we can worship the Lord and know his power and his goodness and be able to, uh, to have the touch of the Lord in our lives. Can a kingdom be divided? Unfortunately, that happens. Unfortunately, it takes place. That's the devil's playground is division. He hates unity. And there was confusion when Jesus healed a blind man who was mute and deaf so that he spoke and saw. And instead of rejoicing, they accused him. The religious people accused him of casting out devils by the power of the devil. What nonsense. What ridiculous things. The devil doesn't want his kingdom divided. He's not going to allow it to come apart like that. No, he wants to take dominion over people's minds, over people's hearts, over families, over every situation that he can find himself in. And the Lord declared, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Abraham Lincoln paraphrased that when he was trying to hold the nation together in a time of a great civil war. And oh, I thank the Lord that God will have his power of unity established in his church, in his people, amen, in families, and walking with the Lord. I'm thankful that the Lord clarified, I cast out devils by the Spirit of God. And the kingdom of God is come unto you. I'm thankful that power has not been diminished. I'm thankful that power has not gone downhill or not become extinguished. But the power of God in his kingdom continues on. And the spirit of God is greater than the spirits of this world. In fact, the Bible declares greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost more than just talking in tongues. I thank God for that supernatural sign. I'm thankful that we can pray in the spirit and know the glory of the Lord to come forth in such a wonderful way. But oh, God's power is so great. Amen. Jesus said, bear your cross, follow after me, be his disciple. You know what we focus on? The cross. So hard, so difficult. What you need to focus on is your following Christ. And you're going to see such power. You're going to see such majesty. You're going to see such glory. Just think of all the healings that you've been witness to right here in our church. Just think of all the provision that God has made and ministered in such a powerful way. Just think of the deliverance that the Lord has brought to people. And they no longer have to stagger under a load of guilt and a burden of difficulty. Thank God for the power of the Lord and the blessings of God. I'm going to keep following him. I'm going to keep walking with him. I'm going to keep serving him. 
him. Hallelujah. I'm going to know his power and his goodness. But what the Lord was talking about was counting the cost. He said that it, there's a man who determined to build a tower, not able to finish it. And there it is, a monument to his inability to complete. A king with 10,000 in his army making war with another king who has double the number. And he has to make terms of peace. That, that wasn't wise thinking. Count the cost. Understand that there are things that you're going to leave behind in order to follow the Lord. But, oh, I've been reflecting on what I've left behind. And I'm so glad I, I, I don't have those problems anymore. I don't have those situations anymore. I don't have to spend my money on those kinds of things. When I was on a grand jury in Ketchikan, uh, there was a big drug sting going on. And uh, I've learned some things about the drug culture. And one thing that really struck me was the cost. Oh, my goodness. How expensive? How, how can you afford that? How can you, how can you go into that realm and, uh, and spend all of that money? I'm so glad the Lord brought deliverance. I'm so glad the Lord kept me. Amen. And I've walked in paths of righteousness for his name's sake instead of down the trails that the devil would lead me. I'm thankful for the power of God and to know his goodness and his blessing. Amen. I'm thankful that Jesus came to make war with the devil and to destroy his works. Remember the Lord fasted for those 40 days and then the devil tempted him to turn stones into bread. But Jesus answered, it is written. Then the devil took him to the pinnacle of the temple. Think about that. He can look out over Jerusalem. He could see all the people scurrying and hurrying about in the streets. He could understand that there are those who are committed to acts of religion, but not really free to worship him. He could see all that was taking place in the devil saying, jump! Because, and he quoted scripture, the devil can twist things. The devil can make things seem like they're not important, or he can make it seem as though you're doing the right thing and proving that you have faith in God. Oh, no, you don't have to tempt the Lord your God. He'll take care of you. He'll provide for you. He took him up on a mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Think of what Jesus saw there. And the devil saying, all this I will give you if you'll fall down and worship me. That's what the devil wants is for you to fall down. Not excited about you being lifted up in the presence of the Lord. Not excited about you being free and rejoicing in liberty in the Spirit of God. No, he wants you to fall down and submit to his dominion. No, no. I'm thankful that just like Jesus quoted scripture, we can have the word of God to be our defense as well. I'm thankful for the power of the Lord and the blessings that are there. But Jesus came in human frailty. Jesus came in vulnerability. Tempted in all points like as we are, the Bible says, but yet he did not give in to sin. He did not yield to temptation. Through death, the Bible says, he destroyed him that had the power of death. The Bible also says he destroyed the works of the devil. That destruction is to be complete. It's to be final. It's not to try to patch it all back together again and say, uh, I made a mistake in giving my heart to the Lord. Oh, no. You give your heart to the Lord again and again and let the power of the Lord be manifest in your life. That was the paradox of the cross. The Greeks thought it was foolishness. The Hebrews looked at it as a stumbling block. 
But I'm thankful that the Bible says, unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. Because out of weakness, there comes strength. Out of vulnerability, there comes victory. Because God is able to make it work. Amen. Brother Levi is going to show us a graphic here in just a moment. And I'm thankful that the power of God is able to bring forth that power. And we know this is the season. We've got the season. We've got this and that and so on. Brother Levi is looking at me like, I don't remember what we're supposed to do. (laughs) But there it is. Tis the season, and we rejoice in all that God has provided. But don't forget the reason. Don't forget that Jesus was mocked. Don't forget that Jesus was crowned. Don't forget that it was a crown of thorns that was placed upon his head, and those Roman soldiers were not gentle. They, they, they delighted in inflicting punishment and pain. They, they thought that uh, here's an enemy of the empire. Here's one who is disrupting and br- promoting insurrection and so on. But, oh, I'm thankful that I can remember the crown. Amen. Not a crown of thorns. Oh, yes, that is a real reality as well. But there's a crown upon his head today. Hallelujah. That shows him to be mighty. That shows him to be powerful. That shows him to be wonderful. Amen. We defeat the devil because of divine directive. The Lord steps in and provides for us that means and that blessing and provides for us the way that we can have him defeated and at our feet. Thank you, Brother Levi. Amen. I'm glad that the Lord provides the means. His blood is precious. His name is above every name. His grace is sufficient. His spirit gives power. His joy is unspeakable. I'm thankful that all of these things the Lord provides in his kingdom. Amen. And I love Romans 16 and 20. Um, uh, you, you can read it in different versions, different translations. It comes out so true and so wonderful. A God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Another translation says he's going to crush Satan under your feet. Praise God. I'm thankful there's destruction in mind for the Lord. I'm thankful there's captivity in mind for the devil. I'm thankful the blessings of God are so powerful and so wonderful. Grace is repeated in verse 24 of Romans 16. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm thankful there's that. So be it. Don't let anything stop it. Don't let anything change it. Let it come to pass in your life, in your heart. Make Jesus your king. Hallelujah. Serve in his kingdom. Continue on in that realm. The Bible tells us in Romans 1, or Revelation 1 rather, that he made us kings and priests. In fact, you should look it up because it it says there he loved us and then he washed us and then he made us. Praise God. I'm thankful there's a progression that the Lord has in our lives of what he wants to do. It's not one and done in our situation with the Lord. It's a continuation of our life being lived for the Lord and finding his power, his glory, his goodness, his strength, his blessing. Praise God. Glory and dominion for ever and ever. Praise God. And he says, I dwell in a high and holy place. I inhabit eternity. 
That doesn't make him far and beyond what anybody can find or touch or understand. No, he came, he came to this world a vulnerable, vulnerable little baby. Just imagine. The, the wonder, no wonder those, those kings were in, in, in so in awe because the, the disparity, the paradox. He's, he's a king, but yet he was born in a stable, didn't have a nice soft bed, bassinet or crib. He's in a feed trough. And um, there there isn't a great entourage that's going to welcome him and celebrate him. There's a bunch of shepherds. um, It didn't make sense. Didn't fit. Didn't work. But that didn't stop them from worshiping. That didn't stop them from giving. Oh, thank God that there are things that we may not grasp and understand. But, oh, I'm going to continue living in what God has provided for us, continuing on in the way that the, that the Lord would have providing for us, defeating the devil daily. Amen. So that we can have victory forever. Amen. Eternity. It's a long time, isn't it? Here we are, my goodness, December 11th. Where did 2022 go? It's so fast. So quick. But eternity stretches out forever. And there's only two destinations. And God does not intend for you to go to the place that the devil is going to be assigned. See, the Bible says hell is made for the devil and his angels. It wasn't made for you. But the devil with his deceit, with his defeat, his deception tries to lure people on the wrong path. And unfortunately, he's very successful. But I'm thankful that the Lord still calls. The Lord still beckons. The Lord still pleads. The Lord still invites. And I'm thankful that we can respond and let the Lord know, I'm going to stay in your kingdom, God. I'm going to abide in the place that you've provided for me. I'm not going to turn aside. I'm not going to go another direction. I'm not going to falter and fail in my, my desire and my love for you. I'm going to serve you, Lord. Amen. And be blessed in your presence, in your power. Amen. Stand with me, if you would, please. Oh, I'm thankful that we can know the goodness of God and the blessings that he has in store for us. I'm thankful that his kingdom can be what we uh, uh, continue in daily and, and, and not, uh, not just once a year. Uh, I'm thankful Christmas season is a time that we can celebrate and rejoice in the presence of the Lord. All the good feelings, all the good things, all the wonderful aspects of it are great. But oh, he's king. Amen. He's king. And I'm thankful that we rely upon him. And put our trust in him. The one that, like David said, power and glory, victory and majesty, above everything, above heaven, above earth. And know that we can worship him forever. Hallelujah. Let's make sure we're determined on that. Make sure we're, we're putting first things first. Keeping the main thing the main thing. Amen. And st- staying on the path that God has for us knowing that he would provide 
He will bless. He will guide. He will lift up. And he will minister. Amen. Let's come and pray here for a few minutes now. Excited about the baptism that's going to take place. But oh my, let's make sure we're going to put our trust in the one who is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's make sure we're going to abide in his kingdom. Amen. Not going to falter, not going to fail, not going to go another direction, but staying where we belong in our desire to serve the Lord, to lift him up. Praise God. Our God is so good. Our God is so powerful. Our God is so wonderful. Amen. Can we give that praise to him now? He's worthy of it all. He's worthy. Thank you, Lord.